I hate feeling like I'm hungover when I've not been drinking. It's kind of the fucking worst. I would, I would say I would could agree with that. Yeah, just I don't okay. think I've. No, that's not true. I felt that way before. Yeah. Not very often. Ugh. I just hate that my DNA is trying to thwart me. It's like, God, I know you made me too powerful, but this is some horse shit. Yeah. He's got to bring you down, man. Ugh. You know? I hate it. I hate it. Gotta get that debuff status. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel good now, but I kind of felt that way. Like it's like the good time tax where I had mm-hmm. some friends in town for the five hundred who'd never been before. Yeah. So we did that, and then we hung out and like swam for a couple days, did Hell some yeah. grilling, yeah, did some chilling. But uh, like for like three days after, I was just like dead, and we didn't even do anything that crazy. <laughs> Like, we didn't even finish the bottle of tequila we brought down with us. You to didn't the finish lake. the tequila? Oh, how the fuck did that happen? We I'm did shocked. drink, like, three cases of beer. How there you go. That makes dare you not finish but the tequila? S- but still, by, what like, the... insult to such a beautiful lady. By, like, Tuesday, <laughs> while we were all just sitting there, like, in chairs, mm-hmm. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just like the king of the hill bed. Just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. I went to bed at, like, 7.30 that night. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a pretty shocked. strict uh, curfew there. Yeah. Uh, He's the youngest one here, but go to bed, young man. Oh, right now we got work to do. We're technically okay, you're doing right. a job. It's nap time after the podcast. Mm, I would take a nap right here. I'm taking you. You can do that. But it's not nap time. It's time for Blank Bodies, oh a God. Vampire the Masquerade V5 Horror and Tabletop Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and I'm joined, as always, by... You sound like a video announcer. This was John. I am Sarah. And, as always, we're joined by the Lorebot. James. Now, look, he, he, he took it back from you. When did you become a radio host? Uh, I don't know. I thought I'd just try something a little different. Oh. I liked it, though. See, the answer you should have said <laughs> yeah. was about a year ago. Uh, that's true that mm-hmm. is true i mean technically do we all just sound like radio hosts now because of the show i mean mm. technically we do we are technically Robot. radio hosts which means the way we sound is how a radio host sounds which means we sound like radio hosts i i like that i just perpetually sound like the hungover like dj for a college radio station i'm done for that <laughs> I'm just like, oh god! I just, I'm, I, I have to finish this fucking thesis, and I'm fucking out of Adderall, and I don't know what to do. You know what you do? Mm-hmm. You give up everything in your entire life, and you join a cult. Oh my god! No. That was a good segue. Thanks. That was good. <laughs> Nailed it. it. It was a good segue. Uh, yeah. So we're we're talking about cults. Cults. And I love the cults. Go no, football. No, no, no. We're not, not talking large horses. Boy, 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 horses. Not exploitation ball. <laughs> <laughs> that could Col- be any of them. Cults. C U L T S. Or if you want to get kind of like witch housey with it, it's C V L T S. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So why are we talking about this yeah, right now, though? We're talking about it because one, uh, religions are a new-ish kind of focus in the vampire canon. Yeah. They've they've been here. They've been here the whole time. But we now have the Cults of the Blood Gods. Uh, it was kickstarted a couple years ago. I paid for that. I got a cool shirt and some extra goodies with it. It was a good time. It is being reprinted on Renegade now for sale. So if people want the book, it is there. Uh, Cults of the Blood Gods has 
bunch of cult information for vampire cults, mortal mm-hmm. cults. Do you want to make your own? Um, I've been working on that for years. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to be God? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, First, I got to kill him, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already dead. Yeah. So we have the Cult of Blood Gods along with the, uh, I think there's four companion splat books due to stretch goals. Jesus. That's pretty yeah. dope, actually. No, the, there's... Or one of them's a story, right? Oh, my God. What other story? Oh, my God. There's so much fucking... It's... There's so much in there. It's really dense. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, this doesn't seem like a lot. And then you read it and you're just like, fuck. I got a lot. <laughs> she thick with details and lore. Goddamn. Yeah, this is going to be a quick like. script writing. <laughs> this is going to be a quick script writing uh, session. It's going to be fine. Five hours later. I work hard to make this house a home. I and know. I just think it's uh, funny. So right now we're going to be talking about the tools at our disposable spo- bleh, disposables as storytellers and players. Uh, how cults can work in a story that you're writing for your friends and loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And how cults work in the real world. It's important to know why how they know in the real world. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just as a rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this one's not, you know, surprisingly a fantasy concept. It's a real world concept. Yeah, so we're talking about it to hopefully give everybody uh, context for how to do this in a game and to be prepared to handle the themes and mechanics responsibly. Yay. I mean, it's just something to be... Keep your eyes out for your friends and loved ones and yourself as well. It's really interesting. We'll probably get more into it later. But uh, yeah, America is going through like a weird period of what they call like microbrew cults, mm-hmm. where yeah. like essentially instead of like these big cults like we used to have in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, now you get these very little like personalized like cute Instagram style cults. Mm-hmm. I thought you were telling me that the microbrew bros are forming cults also around. Possible. Some yeah. of them might be. Yeah. I actually haven't seen that yet. Although it was getting real close to it before Zombie Dust was like available nationwide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's true. That was the that was the coveted beer for but a hot minute. They even closed down their local like restaurant and stuff. They're big enough now. They're just you can get it everywhere. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it is a good drink. But yeah, we are also covering this because uh, as a, as a, I guess a goodwill note to the gaming community, I guess, as a, hey, this shit can happen to you and your loved ones and you should be aware of this Yes. in your daily life to be responsible, you know, because we're in these trying times and a lot of people are dealing with uh, financial, physical, and emotional problems and they might be going out to seek answers and there are fucking assholes mm-hmm. that will take advantage of that. And you, and your money, they will and your give body. You answers. They mm-hmm. will give you the answers. Mm-hmm. You got you want. Yeah. And you Beca- got to be careful. I, uh, you, know, you, you think it might not happen to the people you care about, but like the other day I went over to my parents' house, and they had these fucking um, energy saver boxes plugged into their outlets that are supposed to like lower their energy use. What the fuck? It's just some. That's scam. not how electricity works. <laughs> it's just some scam shit my stepdad saw on like Fox no! News. <laughs> of course, it was Damn. Fox News. Damn. Sorry. Fox Entertainment. A small thing. We are going to be talking about abuse, indoctrination, and theology in the context of this episode. So if you're not in the brain space for that, 
You come back later. You can come back later. Nobody judges you. It. It, it's all good. It's perfectly fine. Like, if you need to take some breaks, pause. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I think this is our first episode where I've actually written in a trigger warning. Like, immediately. Like, Whoops. I, well, it's 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 part of the game lore. I want to talk about it. It's really interesting. There's tons of great story and oh, stuff yeah. in here. Oh, yeah. But this is so analogous to, like, actual world problems where I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. We should probably... Give that warning. So, without further ado, who wants to read the intro quote? I can do it. Do it. Okay, go for it. All right. As I entered church today, I heard a few of you bemoaning your lack of cash, your scarcity of capital, your absence of money. Well, let me tell you, my friends, money does not occupy these seats. Money does not fill a heart. Money cannot hear my words. More important than money is the soul. And I see a lot of soul out there tonight. Your souls are ripe and full of love and aspiration. Souls are all I need. Coach Tyrone Soros, motivational speaker and minister in Indianapolis. Oh, he is of the ministry, based out of Indianapolis. He is a canon character. That's cool. Yeah. The ministry. Our city. Is owned by the ministry. That's uh, always that's always the fun thing with these quotes when they add real life thing. Be like real life quote or game yeah. quote. I just thought that was one of the preachers who hangs out downtown on the street. I've seen it. Kinda. That's kind of what uh, apparently is the writers for the section kind of based the lore for Indianapolis off of. Dang. I found out. Because I went to a V5 Facebook group and was like, hey, so I live in the city. I'm really happy that one of my shitty dive bars made it to canon in the book. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of the authors just live there. And I'm like, what? That's cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> talk to us. We also, you can talk city. to us. Yeah, we're we neighbors. Can hang out. It's cool. So what is a cult? Nah, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's kind of part of the problem. Um, I even recently took a theology class. And even in that class, they're like, yeah, the definitions between rigid, like rigidly defining what a cult is and what a religion is doesn't really work because it kind of one bleeds into the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as if maybe they're the same thing. Not necessarily, but it, it's kind of similar to, you know, trying to find definitions for art or porn. It's like where that line is really depends on the context and who you're talking to. And yeah. but not wrong. Uh, the word cult comes from the Latin cultus, meaning to till or cultivate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In ancient times, it was used to describe the sacrifices, monuments, and rituals that were used to build, favor, and cultivate a relationship between you and the gods. So a cultus is more of like a an act of worship than a group of people. Yeah, well, it's like this is tracing back to more pagan times, so... Right. Everybody in the society was in believing of multiple gods, various gods, gods fighting against each other. Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of the social things you do. It's kind of, you know, how like a lot of people in the U.S. are not practicing Christians, but we still do Christmas. Because yeah. we're just like, I like the lights and the trees and hot chocolate and hanging out with my friends. Yeah, I like Yule too. Yeah. I don't know why we had to put Christ on it. I don't know. Uh... Well, I do know, actually, in the historical context. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other fucking That's a whole other podcast. That is. <laughs> but yes, uh, many cults or proto-religions sprung up as a way to organize a community against some sort of external threat, whether it's like changing economics, changing uh, governmental factors, changing social issues, that kind of thing, which is why you'll see a lot of cults like forming around like the renaissance because there's a lot of stuff going on so you got these like gnostic groups popping off and then you know the reformation uh in india you get lots of uh 
cults that evolve into religions based on uh, the change in focus from different kinds of agriculture and then the effects of colonialism, that kind of shit. So kind of explains what you were saying too, Hunter, why where all these little mini and micro cults are just popping up all over the fucking place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Times are tough. Yeah, we're we're in a time period of a lot of economic, ecological, and social change. And because of the internet and the way algorithms work, uh, people don't go to bulletin boards to be like, oh, I'm going to try a yoga class, or I'm going to go to a Bible study group, or what the fuck ever, like they used to back in the day. Now people are getting fed into kind of like YouTube like rabbit holes. And depending mm-hmm. on what you're searching in the different kinds of ways that even the cult leaders will input their information to the internet is dependent on how you're going to interact and run into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the algorithms aren't set up to be helpful. They're set up to keep you engaged for as long as possible. True. And there's, uh, I got through a series and I'll talk about this later where the cult leader openly admits to inputting, uh, search terms for their own material to get certain community members more towards them and more of like a predatory kind of way. They're just like, Oh, these people are vulnerable. I want them to find my stuff. Yep. So, I, I know. I can't remember her name, but I was just thinking about her. Teal yeah. Swan. Yes. Thank yeah. You. God, fuck. Yeah, fucking bitch. And then there was also like, um, oh, well, I can't remember the name of it. The uh, leggings company. Oh, Lululemon. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of MLMs will do the same thing and they'll use a lot of cult tactics. Uh, That's really interesting in modern times because mm-hmm. a lot of cults and MLMs are becoming kind of synonymous. Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of ties in with multi-level marketing as well as like the New Age movement and... There's an episode recently from uh, uh, We're in Hell where they talk about uh, the New Age movement and its uh, evolution into like a capitalist New Age movement that we deal with these days where people are like, oh, you're poor because you're not manifesting money. And if you were able to, you know, enlighten yourself to a higher plane, you wouldn't be struggling. Like that So kind buy of- this rock. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. Buy my, sh- buy my cool shine around. It's rock. a really good episode. I unfortunately had written the script. Before this episode came out, so I didn't Whoops. throw it in here. Whoops. That's how it works. Yeah, but just mm-hmm. very, very pleasant Canadian line cook guy talks about social issues. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the more uh, contemporary academic reference for unorthodox religions and offshoots is uh, new religious movements or NRMs. They tend to not refer to them in academia as cults as much anymore. Hmm. So All right. that's exciting. Uh, the interest in study into cults started with Jonestown in 78. I wonder why. But, uh, no, no, no. Now remember, folks, we already gave you the trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna get worse. That's rough. So, uh, I didn't write this in here because I just assume everybody knows what the fuck Jonestown is, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, a lot of people don't know what that is. Also, we gotta remember, we have a lot of hometown pride on this show. We do! We do! (laughs) All our listeners might not be as infested. Mm -hmm. Um, People like to say that they were a San Francisco cult, but they started here, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because isn't he... Yeah, Jim Jones, his family's originally from, like, outside of Richmond, Indiana. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he started a major church here in Indianapolis. I actually used to live in a neighborhood that was like five to 10 minutes away from where his like official church was before they moved to California. So that's exciting. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately he was, he embedded himself in like the civil rights movement. So, and propagated these ideas of creating like an interracial utopia, which sounds cool. Unfortunately he was, uh, an abusive narcissist. So he weaponized that shit. It's actually kind of interesting. I 
didn't get to finish it, mm-hmm. uh, but I was listening to a documentary while I was getting ready today. Yeah. And they talked about that and how he actually was part of the Father Divine Church. Yeah. And yeah. Father Divine was like, I am God. I am the physical embodiment of God, essentially. And he was actually very active in the civil rights movement, too. I think that Father Divine had probably mildly better intentions mm-hmm. uh, than Jim Jones. But I think that that's where he like learned a lot of those tactics. As I, well. Oh, he definitely we, did. We, no, he did. Like we watched a. Um, there's a free documentary on cults on YouTube currently from Netflix. Yeah, we, the, I watched the, it. Yeah, yeah, explained yeah. cults, which I pulled a lot of this information from. So good yeah. resource. Yeah, that stated that Jim Jones went like went to Father Divine and was like, I I would like to take some notes. So I could be better at you know brain manipulation. Yeah, it's like, fun fact, I think Jim Jones and his wife were the first white couple to adopt a black child in the state of Indiana, (laughs) which everybody was like, oh my God, it's just, it's such a bummer because it's like, you could have been chill. You could have been a good guy that actually worked on like civil rights and done things and worked in collaboration with like people up north in Chicago and da da da. But no, instead you started this stupid fucking cult and you abused people and then you uh, tricked people into going to South America to start a commune where you abused people more than you forced people to poison Murder each other. Children. Uh-huh. Or other people's children. Um, I yeah. have always kind of wondered if it weren't for all the like heavy drugs that he did all the time, if it would have ended better or if that was just like... It was going to happen eventually, no matter what. Well, I mean, he you was I mean? prepped for it. He was like, let's do suicide well, drills. Well, the thing is, he was, he was doing, like, hard drugs before they left America. Yeah. Like, he was, that's why he would wear his sun, his signature sunglasses, because his eyes were just, like, fucking dilated out hell. all the time. Yeah. I would say, I think, like most things, it really just went downhill when they moved to California. Because, <laughs> like... Oh, no! <laughs> A lot of what was happening in Indiana, at least from my memory, it's been a while, wasn't that bad. Like, I think he was skimming a little bit off the top of the church, but otherwise, like, mostly good intent. I think there was some sexual abuse as well, but, like, it wasn't to death cult status. Are we just going to confirm that California... Well, no, it's not California. Mm. It'd be be Florida. That's a... That's a terrible analogy. Wait, what, All right. what, I was about to be like, are we just going to confirm that California and Florida are just hell mouths? Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a little bit. A little bit. California, Florida, New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like, we have like alienated to... this podcast from like half the country now. I really like <laughs> to visit those places. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. they're great. Texas is one of those like, I would love to visit. I am not fucking staying. I'm Fuck scared. that shit. Uh-uh. Just wanted to be like Hot Springs, just a shithole. Don't visit. Oh, it was pleasant. Yeah, for two days. Yeah, it was a good visit. Mm-hmm. We played pirate mini golf. Nice. <laughs> I think that we. That, I don't know. Did that story make it on the podcast what? already? What about the time I licked Clinton there? Yeah, yeah, yes. you did. Yeah, okay. we did. Talk I don't about know you if you put it Clinton in liquor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they took that sign down. Oh. They got tired of people, you know, vandalizing it. That's well, I mean, I guess if you lick them too much. <laughs> anyway somebody just yeah. nutted to so that so during the, the 60s and 70s uh, there were a lot of various cults some of them very infamous some of them not but because of the incident of the Jonestown massacre uh, which is what it was it was a massacre it was not uh, like almost a thousand people just willingly slamming a uh, flavored shot with fucking cyanide in it that's no. not how that went down there is <laughs> if you if you choose to seek it out mm-hmm. um be aware that it is rough but there is audio 
um, of what was actually happening. There. Yeah, no, the worst and part of that. Oh, it's nightmare inducing. It is it's nightmare. Terrifying. Well, the worst part of that is they didn't have a clean tape to record the uh, the death tapes for yeah. the Jonestown incident. So they recorded over a band, but because of the way the tape recorded, the music is playing low and like at half speed underneath Jones, like giving the orders and like children crying and shit. The thing that still fucks me up is the fact that it's like airline safety procedures, but for death. Because they're like, make sure the kill, make sure you do the children first. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, then the parents will be too sad to continue on, and they'll also like jump in on it. Exactly. Right. I'm just right. like, that's so fucked up because they knew that's what it was. They were like, put the kid's mask on first. The mask is terrible things. Yeah. Which is a great segue into the the three key characteristics um, explained from explained cults. From explained cults. Yeah, Thanks. it's very good little documentary series. And this episode based on cults was a good source. So thank you. Uh, a cult is a group or social movement that is led by a charismatic leader who is authoritarian and who demands to be revered as a godlike figure. Which unfortunately is also how people tend to remember them in a pop culture sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people like Jim Jones, Charles Manson. Oh, uh, um, Marshall Applewood. Yeah. Applewhite, sorry. Although he's, he's probably the least scary of them all but i think he's more terrifying because he he is a charismatic person to a certain type of person and i'm not it so he's just very like he looks like that episode of the simpsons where uh mr burns finds the the love aliens and is like wide-eyed and just kind of noodly mm-hmm. see i don't find him charismatic but i do find him kind of cute in the same way that like when you go there's this weird like crystals shop slash thrift mm-hmm. store mm-hmm. in Indianapolis that I love and like I'll be there to find like weird VHS tapes and stuff in the back and then they'll just be like the old guy in his like 40s who's just like fully burnt out like trying to get his energy red and buying like big chunks of rock and he'll just stare at you and just kind of talk in that weird monotonous like oh where'd you find that in the back that looks like a fun tape I think you're gonna like that one and you're just like ooh buddy (laughs) I I know which one you're talking about I think and I'm not convinced that some of those people aren't weird fake creatures like Mm -hmm. just waiting just, just waiting. They're just like, oh, you touched the cookie. You're coming with me tonight. Yeah, and you're just yeah, like, what they, the fuck? Just, some of them seem otherworldly. I went you're there. my friend now. We're having sock tacos. <laughs> I went in there one time with my buddy Peter, and we had to leave because he just told me, he's like, this place has a bad energy. It's a weird like, spot. He was there for like five minutes. He's like, can we go? I don't like it here. It feels bad in here. I, you know what? Honestly, having having met Peter, I'm like, I any time. He, he's kind of your barometer for, like, if you're going to fall into a horror movie. And if he's like, mm it's time to leave. Yeah. He's such a sweet boy. Yes. Characteristic number two. The group oh. has some sort of indoctrination program, sometimes called thought reform. Oh. Or training. Or they sell it to you now as, like, a weight loss program. Or... And cleansing program. Or... Oh, gosh. There's... A yoga retreat. Even, even so far as, like... Uh, Chan boards even do similar mm-hmm. things where they just push a certain thought process on you, whether it's like incel shit or alt right or that Pua artist, whatever the bullshit. Oh yeah, just the lovely rules like 
Oh, the pickup artists. Pickup artists. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call them very four chainy. They're kind of their own group. They are their own group, but they do a similar process where they push a certain thought processes and language on people on the board, and then kind of continue that cycle of uh, pushing people through like the red pill to the black pill or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, the pickup artists I think are very interesting. Um, I know I've mentioned them multiple times on the show. One of my favorite YouTube channels, but. Um, all Gas, No Breaks, which oh, is I now Channel 5. Channel they're, 5 is so good. They're now called Channel 5, but they did. he did a whole video where he went to the Pickup Artist Convention in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, a lot of them are like, they're not really an... In, they're, they're internet-based, like everything, but they're not like hyper internet people a lot of times they are like they pick they hire people hire them off like instagram to go and learn how to talk to women and it's like usually these very flamboyantly dressed like i would almost call them like bollywood style where it's a lot of that like flat studs and like shiny clothes really big hair big sunglasses like that Mm -hmm. kind of like big money India kind of look. Big money India and big money Arab uh, kind of stuff. Some of the sec guys that like come to my day job kind of dress under similarity. But they're chill and you can tell they probably fuck as opposed to some of the people in that community where it's like, oh, no, no, no. You're taking advantage of vulnerable and lonely men and getting them to pay you hundreds if not thousands of dollars on bullshit that I swear to you doesn't work. And I promise you, most females are giving you advice for free all the fucking time. <laughs> they are. Oh, God. Jesse Cox. <laughs> Jesse Cox did one of those FOV games that mm-hmm. was done by one of those guys that was just like a negging and or pickup artist. And it was just like, Oof. ooh, it was real rough to watch because it was it had like one of those guys being like, I will guarantee this is how you get laid. And it was just the most cringe. And I'm like, if you just listen to women. Like for two fucking seconds. (laughs) But yeah, that shit's also using cult tactics where there's like, no, 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 ignore the women. They're not telling you what you need to do. I have the answers. And if you follow my program, I ensure that you will be able to get laid. There's always a program uh, or something like that. I saw one the other day, which is a X like TMZ paparazzi type of guy. And he's selling people a program and a live-in program where he will make you famous. Oh my god! And he claims that he made all these big celebrities famous, and technically he has worked for some with some of them. But like he was the guy, and he I can't remember his name. Probably better, mm-hmm. so people can't look him up. But like he was the guy, and he says he made Britney Spears famous because he hired twenty photographers to just follow her around nonstop, and was the one put. And then they would sell those photos to like tabloids and stuff. And essentially, what he's selling is he sells you this program where it starts off, you just learn how to put yourself out there everywhere. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. By the end of it, like you're basically letting him like. We're going to hire people to film you all the time, and you're going to give me the rights to your likeness. Oh and then... And then he pretty much owns you almost. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, okay. You're going to pay me to advertise yourself, and then after you've made yourself a viable product, I will reap the rewards. I don't, I don't see that. That sounds like some technocrat bullshit. Kind of. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, you're all our property. Uh-huh. I mean, that's we the We still same. let you do your stuff. Sorry, that's the same um, basic setup for websites like Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. where it's a free program because you are the product. Mm -hmm. They're harvesting your image, your likeness, and your data to sell to other companies. Yeah. And some of those uh, groups that buy that data are like white supremacist groups. 
that are using that data to target ads to certain communities to get them to jump in on their bullshit. So, yeah, knowing how cults work is kind of important. <laughs> like, unfortunately, it's like, oh, no. Uh, but uh, the third third step, and we've talked about this a little bit, is there is exploitation, either sexual, financial, some sort of exploitation of the members. So that's the big three things with cults. There's some sort of exploitation going on. Uh, there is an indoctrination program, and there's uh-huh. usually a charismatic leader of some sort. Who's generally at least very mildly authoritarian. Yes. So, if not just outright. Mm-hmm. Just the worst kind of monster. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, characteristics of a cult. There are also some listed in How to Build a Cult, the Basics, in Cults of the Blood Gods. hey They did pull, they, uh, uh, sorry, let me start with that over. The authors of the book note that they pulled their resources from the International Cultic Studies Association, which does have on their website a lot of resources for teachers, for students, for the general public on how to identify cults, how to like help somebody get out of one, and the healing process of, okay, you got out of a cult, now what the fuck do you do? So, great fucking resource. Love them to death. Mm-hmm. But the characteristics they list are, leadership dictates what members do, where they go, who they marry, and more. The group claims an exalted or privileged status in the world. Everything is presented as us versus them. Doubt, dissent, and questioning are discouraged violently if necessary. Cults, the cult, sorry, in this cultist world, but not so for the leaders. So basically those who are in the cult have a certain set of rules that they must follow. Leadership, you know, some pigs are more equal than others. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, and then... Cults do not think of themselves as evil. I I think that's just a real, that's mostly a good rule for almost any person. It's most people don't see themselves as evil. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the the whole uh, Nazi thing. That's actually, I think I mentioned on the show before, I have a really scary, horrifying book to read, but it's all interviews with people who have committed war crimes yes. and why they at the time didn't believe they were doing anything wrong. Yeah, their morality didn't stop them. But yeah, that's also like the barometer for like good writing in anything. If you have like a movie, a show, a book where they're just like their villain is like, I'm evil. Unless they're like, I'm e- I know I'm evil, but I believe I'm doing a good thing. Like no villain thinks they're the villain the only time that i would say that i think that's wrong is in like the wolf of wall street type dudes who are just like i know i'm exploiting a lot of people but i'm making money from my business and that's what this country is all about where like i know i'm doing bad things but i'm making money so i don't care that's pretty much just cults. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like and when you get into that kind of financial exploitation, I would say that they don't think they're the bad guys. They're just like, hey, the system's fucked up. I acknowledge that. But, you know, you know, does a big line of coke and then goes, yeah, but I'm a lion and I'm the alpha and therefore I'm going to take advantage I'm of the system so it. I don't get fucked because I yeah, am entitled to X, Y, and Z because I'm so smart. Da, 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 da. But yeah, you're you're not entirely wrong. There are and there are small select cases of people who do think they're bad and they're evil and they're reveling in it. That's usually just a serial killer, though. I mean, yeah, depe- or a mass shooter. Yeah, Depen- basically. Depending on the day you catch him, Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like yeah. there are days where he's just like, "I am Satan. I am the one who will bring the world to an end." And then like twenty minutes later, he's like, "We're just grooving. We're out in the desert having a good time. It's all groovy." 
Yeah, just we got dune buggies and hot chicks and acid, and I'm just like, man, where, I really. Where did you go wrong, man? And it's like, buddy, if you just played guitar and did acid, like this could have been chill. I don't know. It's almost like any community specifically built around a, uh, drugs is unhealthy in long term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very pro people doing drugs, but it's like, brah, you gotta like have a sandwich and shower sometimes. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, we are going to go into the processes talking about indoctrination. So according to explained cults, there are seven elements that lead in the process of indoctrination into a cult. Mm -hmm. So the first step is the potential recruit is going through a transitional period. So this is usually when people are at their most like most emotionally and mentally vulnerable. And they're also the most open to trying new options. Uh, that may also harken back to the fact that it is a known psychological principle that uh, no human being changes because of anybody else. They change of their own accord. So that's mostly the most likely vulnerable point for a person to be converted to a cult because they're already going through a change. Yeah. They're already making choices to shift their lives in a different way. If a person is not transitional, they are set up, it is much harder to convince a human to change their routine. The change has to be of their own accord. You gotta trick them. Yeah, it's like the initial, like, oh, okay, hey, I'm going through a breakup or a divorce mm -hmm. or I lost my job. The kids graduated. I just graduated. And you're just kind of like, fuck, what do I do? It's a malleable point that's easier for them to set in there. Fun bullshit. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. And the next step is what's called the soft sell. So it's kind of the initial vibe check of going to, like, oh, hey, I found there is a group that's doing a meeting, a yoga retreat, or you start initially like checking out some of the early videos for a wellness guru. That's like the flirty fishing. Yeah, like the flirty Grabbing fishing. Them, bringing a man and being like, hey, you want to hang out? You want to hang out? We got all these like cool babes and we do Bible studies with like the children of God. Right. Col oh my God, that fucking group. Ah! Anywho. There's too many. Yes. <laughs> we can't talk about all of them, guys. No, no, we no. We will, maybe, maybe someday, if, but not now. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of times with the soft sell step, it is kind of like, oh, hey, you come and like get your chakras red or uh, you come to the shooting range with a bunch of like militia guys, you know, that kind of thing. And it's everybody just kind of initially feeling each other out and just doing the, the, the soft touch gloves of like, hey, you know, yeah, we're just hanging out. We're just building a community here. We're working together. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just do this all the time? Right. Oh, Wouldn't it be cool dope. if you just came by for draft nights all the time? Aren't these cards <laughs> real pretty? <laughs> Magic the Gathering is a cult. <laughs> kind of. Uh, a little bit. Little you, don't, bit. you don't let your friends play Magic, or World of Warcraft, or 40K. Well, <laughs> let's be real. We're, we're, we're joshing around. Just don't let your friends play Yu-Gi-Oh. That's a cult. Aw. Mm -hmm. uh, the <laughs> next step on indoctrination is the creation of a new reality. Mm -hmm. So this is the step where uh, people start to be uh, separated from the general public, from pop culture, from their friends and family, and are pushed into this new concept of how the world works. So let's say you went to the uh, the militia retreat for the first like camping time, and you're just like, okay, this is cool. I'll go to the vibe check, and then uh, the the people in the militia that want you to you know get in with the the real shit will invite you to like a weekend retreat where they start like putting these ideas in your head. We're like, you know, this country's not safe anymore. We're going to teach you how to bury. Uh, We're going to teach bury... you the, the end times are coming. And therefore we need to teach you all these like doomsday prep bullshit things. Yep. You know, uh, 
<sighs> burying stockpiles mm-hmm. all over cities. I actually met somebody who does that. Yeah. Who has like they buy five gallon drums and they seal them real tight with like food and some ammunition and they'll take them out of the middle of the woods and dig a big hole and just fucking bury it and then mark it on their like GPS. And I'm like, what if the internet intense. goes down? Creation of the new reality thing. Another thing uh, tying into internet culture is you know you go on those YouTube rabbit holes, so it's you ended up on a wellness guru kind of guy where they're talking about drinking like, bleach. Yeah, the bleach shit. Yeah. Where they're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, medicine is expensive and there's all these pharma companies that are, like, exploiting you for all this money, which is true. Yeah. And then 12 episodes later, they're into, well, this is how you make bleach at home to give it to your child to cure them of a disease that's clearly a genetic disorder and there's nothing you can do to fix it. And also, Jews are lizards. Every fucking time. (laughs) Every time. I swear to God, you could play a drinking game with most cults where you're like, how many, how many videos until we get to anti-Semitism? Yep. It's so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. But yeah, it's just, yeah. So, and a big part of being able to create this reality is removing you from your general grounding, like community and pushing you into this new one. So yeah, if you're hanging out with a group of friends and they suddenly are like, well, you can't hang out with your old friends because they don't get it. They don't understand. You know the truth. You are enlightened and you're higher and a better person. You've reached a new plane of whatever and they just don't let you talk to people. Run. Get out of there. It is time to tap out. Yeah. And there's also a creation of a relationship with the leader. So they just pretty much make you feel like you are special to them and that you are important to them so that they can just kind of dig those little hooks better. Yeah, basically the, the leader or the main objective of the focus of the cult becomes the foci of your reality and your sense of self. Uh-huh. So there's a, oh God, what is it? <sighs> like Om Shinrikyo. Um, I was just thinking about yeah. uh-huh. uh, that death cult. Uh, yeah. just And they, they purposely sought out like scientists and really well-educated people, but they were still, you know, lonely and separated. And then their focus became around this one guru who could levitate with the power of thighs. <laughs> yeah. He just fucking like booty clenched hard enough to boop himself in the air mm-hmm. well i think what's important to note there is that he specifically targeted like japanese nerds who mm-hmm. at the time were really into like anime and the country was going through after world war ii they were still going through their like kind of post-religious collapse where a lot of old religions people had felt had failed them they'd lost the war and so a lot of mysticism and that sort of thing were being reborn born in the country. And so he took that uh, mystic rebirth and mixed it with like anime bullshit and then mm-hmm. sold it to like all these like Japanese nerds who mm-hmm. were vulnerable at the time. And that's how that cult kind of started. Yeah. But I mean, that's true of any of them. It's like Charles Manson took them out in the desert and told them that the race war was coming because he heard it on a Beatles album. Yeah. And he was the nexus of. De- getting the divine word from the vibration of space and was just ham-fistedly feeding people acid and giving them ideas. And they're just so fucking loaded that they're just kind of like, uh huh. And then, you know, you stay in that state long enough. You're just like, well, this is what reality is now. Yeah. And Marshall Applewhite took Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, again, nerds, but this time it was American science fiction nerds. And he sold them on this like idea of like Star Trek and, you know, the mothership is going to come and take us away and again so you have to live this lifestyle cleanse your body uh shave your head live this specific way and then you'll be one of the chosen ones who gets to leave yeah i want to know if there's a psychological study on why 
so many cults are like, shave your head. Be like, why it's is... It's incredibly dehumanizing. Yeah. When oh, you shave your head uh, like that, it removes your identity. Uh, yeah. they, okay. they are shaving your head. They are removing your identity. It's right. different when you decide mm. just to shave your head. Yeah. But like they are specifically, we are going to remove your identifying features mm-hmm. and... It makes everyone in that group look the same, which then kind of molds you into a big like, collective. collective. No, but what I I understand where it's coming from. I was saying, like, what's their logic for that? Uh, I, I want to know what their selling point is, where they're like, hair is not godly. Well, it depends, because there are some cults who will never shave because your body is a gift from God, and therefore you need to keep it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other extreme where you, like, shave everything. Uh, because you're trying to uh, either remove yourself from the uh, temptations of the flesh and you're trying to reach a higher mental plane or it's kind of like a cleansing ritual and starting fresh. Either way, on that extreme, it's basically another process in trying to uh, alienate the people in the cult from general society. Because most folks don't have no trimming, no grooming, or all the grooming and just, like, fucking Mr. Clean. (laughs) So... There's that. Uh, but yes, the the main crux on the relationship with the leader is the leader is the gateway of enlightenment and is basically going to be who is the barometer of truth in this new reality that's been created. So you can have a cult leader who's going to like flip flop and change things from day to day, but because it came from them. It came mm-hmm. from God. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, corporate. The Sarge. <laughs> However, it's going to be put... Uh, another, the next sect is the external enemy. So some sort of threat needs to loom over the group. And this can range from just the world is cruel and dangerous. And if you leave, you're going to get run over and shot and raped and da, 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 da. To there's another God or Satan that is out to get you specifically in the group. And they're trying to destroy us. It can be vague, like corruption or toxins or pollutions. Uh, this can be a different social, political, or religious group where it's like, oh yeah, no, the people from a different country are coming and they're taking our freedoms. Which is why it's, I, I think that's a lot of the reason why it always comes back to anti-Semitism. Because <laughs> it's just, it's like the staple of that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, uh, maybe this is not, this is not based in anything, but it's just thought I had. It's I think part of the reason that the, the Jewish people are so easy to pick on is because they do look so similar so to other white people who most yeah. of these cults are based around. They That it's kind of a way to indoctrinate people into not trusting anyone. Yeah, I can see that in a, especially like a Western context, because this is a religion that has been around for ages and people have certain practices and some of them have a certain like vaguely ethnic look. And, you know, in the Bible, it is written that in certain interpretations of the Bible, that the Jews are the reason God got murdered. I do want to preface this with the, yeah, there's a lot of uh, cult and or actual religious thought that's very not kind to the Jewish community, as well as like the, the Muslim community based on very dumb stuff. And there's just, we have hundreds of years of history of that mm-hmm. uh, hatred that is very specific and targeted and a lot of that has permeated into just like general culture things. So being aware of these dog whistles and how they're being weaponized is just a good person thing to do anyways. And also maybe not accidentally doing that in your game writing. Cause you know, there are certain descriptions for uh, 
Nosferatu and Zvitsi that do fall into anti-Semitic stereotypes. And you get the same thing with like the Bana Hakim getting into very like Islamophobic writing. So mm-hmm. please don't do that. Mm, please don't. Be aware. Be aware. And, you know, to cre- you can create cults that have an us versus them thing that don't get into culturally harmful territory. And just be aware as an ST, like, when you set these narratives up in your game, how that's going to go and how your yeah. players are going to react, because this can tumble very out of hand very quickly. I mean, us versus them is very easy. Um, just think, like, football teams. It's like, yeah. I like I like the Pacers, but you like the Nuggets. Are the Nuggets actually a sports team? The Golden. They used to be the Golden Nuggets. What the fuck? All I think, right. I think that was the Vegas team. They're the Golden Gold oh, Rush. <laughs> I don't sport. I was just like, what? No, it's a Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. That sounds correct. I'm on Red Sox and Yankees. I mean, there you go. Red really... Sox. There you go. Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to confuse people, just say hockey teams. There's no way. Penguins? Oh, we have one of the worst here. Uh, the um, Red Wings versus the um, Blackhawks. Black yeah. It yeah. gets violent. <laughs> yeah, because we're, right, we're right in between the two. So everyone I know is a fan of one team or the other. Yep. And they fucking hate the other. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> just avoid it. But yeah, uh, the next step in the process of indoctrination is peer pressure. Uh, this is the process of weaponizing the basic human desire to belong to a group. So uh, the uh, Explained Cult episode brought up this really interesting. It's called the Solomon Ash Study from like the 50s. So what they would do is get a group of research assistants that were in on the study and then one guy who had no fucking idea and he was the study subject. Mm-hmm. So the uh, researcher would put up a graph and ask people to compare things and everybody in the group would give the wrong answer on purpose to see how the test subject would react. But the same wrong answer. The same wrong answer. Yes. And 75% of test subjects agreed with the majority even when the response that the test subjects were given were obviously false. In the video, yeah, that that dude, he's just kind of looking at him like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then it gets to him and he's like, two. Two. He's because it kind of sheepishly. Yeah, because he like, looks around because like you can all... tell he was like that's not right. Well, it's also they probably instructed them because it's the way it read on the video that they were like surely like two, two, yeah. two, and he's like two, yeah, because it's like clearly one. It's like eh. yeah, it's it's, it's noticeably one. different. Yeah, it's but, like noticeably yeah, too fucking small. You could see the dude like yeah, like processing. Saying, like, I know this isn't correct, but but everybody I'm has. Agree. Everybody has said it with their full-ass chest. Yeah. yeah, and so that's part of the reason why uh, separating you from your base community or home group or friend group or whatever is important. Because then when you push people into this new reality, uh, the cult is able to push your new friends into pushing you further into uh, subjugating to the ideas and thoughts that are happening. You're almost accidentally sheepdogging each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it's very gross and sad. Mm-hmm. And the, I do appreciate that the Cult of the Blood Gods brought, brought up specifically the tactic known as love bombing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, the, one of the ways that this concept works is the new group that the cult that is trying to get you in will shower the new initiate with a lot of affection and affirmations and maybe even gifts. Just a lot of positivity to build this sense of like trust and belief and like, oh, yeah, I have this new family. Everything's going to be great. They care. I'm special. They care. Mm-hmm. And then either the recruit will step out of line, not go along with what the the, the 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 plot of the cult is, or they'll do something that the cult leader doesn't like, and then there'll be punishment. 
It's almost mm-hmm. like a switch. Yeah. It, it's like a light switch. It's like, love, 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 love. Okay, well, now I have to circumcise you. Yeah, love, love, love. I don't know why we're throwing the puppies into a pit. Mm, well, you, you questioned me. I thought you liked being part of this community. And then, yeah, after you go through the punishment phase, you'll be indoctrinated again with uh, affirmation for, you've learned, you've grown, you've, you've, you've achieved a new level, you've figured it out. Good job, buddy. And this cycle will continue over and over and over and over and over and over. I wonder how many times people they, have been like, wait, are you Pavlov's dogging me? Fuck you. The, the, I think one of the... Mm, I, I think thinking about it, it's horribly obvious that mm-hmm. this is going to happen every time. But like watching that documentary, it did do a good job of like pointing out that these cycles like feed into themselves almost like like Hunter's videotape stuff, mm-hmm. where it just gets more and more fucking nuts mm-hmm. until you have people popping sarin gas bombs in a Tokyo subway. Yeah, because yeah. again, what's more effective? Something uh, a system you have to put energy into, or a perpetual psychological motion engine? Yeah, yeah. That and, just yeah. Feeds. And the concept of love bombing isn't just a cult tactic. This is also just a tactic that like abusers will use. So if you want to explore this as an option in your tabletop game, please be very careful about that because there are people like hi myself who have had to deal with this in like intimate relationships and familial relationships, and it's a good abuse tactic to get characters to do what you want but it's also really dark and fucked up and maybe like mm, be careful what you're doing it's definitely something you should bring up with your players and your yeah. players should bring up with you if they're like planning on using this tactic for yeah. Some reason. yeah i i actually have to look over this episode quite decently because a gm brought up a character concept that i was playing in a game and he's like that sounds like the start to a cult and i'm like that's a good story beat and i'm like think of himself like a cultist but like the thing is i'm like cultists don't yeah i know like i'm just like i need to look through this and be like which of these does he take off and how do we portray this in a good way that's like yeah this is how it starts because it's like no this is a good idea but the way you're going about it is probably going to be culty as fuck yeah i mean like you know the idea of being to able to hashtag girl boss and make your own living on your terms and be able to have a family and sounds great but then, you know, you end up thousands of dollars in debt with, like, tons of merch in your, pro- like, in your garage and, like, your husband's left. <laughs> so, like... They, they had an episode of that on uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the health clinic. Yeah, it was all those body pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, these... Love bombing is a cycle of uh, affirmations and violence that will generally get more extreme... And people that are really far gone into the cult might not even be able to function well without this kind of like, well, I've, I've done a bad thing. When's, when's, when's the thing I did it? It just, yeah, there's, there's a lot there that for story could be interesting. Please handle this responsibly. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the things that's like the hardest about like deprogramming some of these cult members as, as they call it is because it's not just like convincing them that what they're involved in was wrong or something mm-hmm. bad happened. I think a lot of times even people in those groups kind of know or admit that like this isn't always the greatest thing in the world, but they do get so hooked on that dopamine cycle of like affirmation and, and like punishment and yeah. that like they have it to readjust every aspect of their life away 
from this like dopamine machine that was the cult or group Mm -hmm. especially dangerous in like a social media standpoint where you just sit all day and you're liking things and posting things and getting likes and shares and like Mm -hmm. that alone is a very powerful like dopamine cage and so now that there are groups harnessing that to pull you into these communities and then warp your pocketbook or belief system or whatever they're trying to get out of you it's it's built into the system inherently from the start yeah so scroll responsibly Uh (laughs) uh-huh so the last uh uh, process of indoctrination um i don't know if i'd call this a process of indoctrination but this is kind of the root core of where the cult is going to be at which is the sociopathic narcissist leader I don't like they they use the word sociopathic, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Basically, in the documentary, they mentioned that the leader tends to be somebody who will exploit the cult for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. If the cult leader is in danger, they may seek to destroy the cult along with themselves. Yep. That's pretty much what happens almost every time. Mm -hmm. The only times I can't think of that happening successfully are when the cult leader still kills themselves and then someone else just takes over. Maybe or the cult the leader name. dies and then somebody else steps in. Yeah. Oh, harsh. That's what happened with uh, yeah. Enrico. They're still a thing. Yep. Yeah. They that, still exist. Uh, They've rebranded. Scientology. Are they, are they happy science now? Uh, or is that a different They say group? they are. <laughs> who knows what's actually going on? But I mean, yeah. they said they were happy science the whole oh time while they God. were dissolving people yeah. in 50 gallon it's drums. Really scary. Side <gasps> note I have a friend who's living in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does translation work. Oh, cool. Um, so he's. He's moving back soon, but not related. But he's told me about encounters at like train stations with like happy science people and stuff, especially out in like the suburbs. Yeah. Well, he'll be like waiting on a train and like a nice lady on a bike with like her kid will walk up and be like, hey, are you happy? And then just like hand you like a flyer. Yeah. That's the soft sell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he's always just like, uh, I don't speak. I don't know <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> he, 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 he just like. I'm an American. I'm very stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> Remember, I don't understand this. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. He he does a lot of live streams in our private group where he'll just walk around Tokyo and let us ask questions about stuff. It's been really cool. Oh, but uh, he on their train station like filmed one of their churches because the train station was up and you could see straight down. Really? So he was like filming like their outside mm. their station and like telling us about it. It huh. was yeah. That's mm. cool, but also heck. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So. FYI, folks. No habla inglés. It's real kicking the dick everywhere. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so to uh, further give more context to this, uh, the Mayo Clinic defines narcissistic personality disorder as one of several types of personality disorders as a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Behind this mask of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're sitting there going, like, that's the basis for your leader. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then instead of uh, sociopathic, uh, I kind of prefer the more uh, nuanced or clinical uh, antisocial personality disorder because mm-hmm. it gives a little bit more context for what the fuck's actually going on with the person. Um, sometimes called sociopathy, uh, is a mental disorder in which a person consistently shows no regard for right or wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. 
People with antisocial personality disorder tend to antagonize, manipulate, or treat others harshly or with callous indifference. They show no guilt or remorse for their behavior. These two things together, I'm like, this is most vampire characters, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, you're not... All of you can be cult leaders. Pretty much none of you are playing actually good guys if you're playing yeah. a vampire. You can try. You can try. But, like, your, your beast actively wants you to not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unfortunately yeah this is pretty much your character somewhere in there (laughs) somewhere in there and taking a character like that and then giving them power and influence over other people great story art great storyline but does need to be handled with care yes yep i would say it's also interesting because of our last episode Mm -hmm. tying this into it um, like you said, the beast is pushing at it. It's literally God's fault that you're slowly becoming a like murder beast, or at least one of the angels cursed. Yeah. Yep. Fuck you, God. That's Uriel. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was four angels. Yeah, but I mean the the reason why you're well, supposed to be just... fighting and fucking with everybody is like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's one that's like, oh well. Nah, the sun and fire will burn you, and ones like you can't eat food. And the, the not eating food one's really sad. That one's pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah, just everything turns to ash and mud in your mouth, and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, bro!" I, I found that pho place near you guys' house, and I was yeah. just like, oh, "Heaven has opened." Dude, <laughs> if it just turned to ash as I ate it. I would cry. I just do. Uh, we can go get a bon mai. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, as we have probably alluded to in this episode, we are a bunch of nerds who like spooky, dark, fucked up uh, history and true crime and weirdness. So uh, if you're looking for some additional episodes and resources for inspirations for your story and or things that could happen in the real world as results of cult activity, uh, we highly recommend Last Podcast on the Left. Yeah. They've done series on Jonestown, The Children of God, Heaven's Gate, Antail Kids, Om Shinrikyo, among many others. They do a lot of really good research, but it's also wrapped in like dick jokes and ha-has. So it's like, it's brutal, but also, you know, there's some levity to get you through it. Yeah. So, you know, before you go in, I don't remember if they actually give a trigger warning other than saying it's a gold star episode. Gold star episodes, they, their trigger warning. They are all gold star episodes. Pretty much every single one of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, those The ones. Jonestown series does have audio in it. They they have what we were talking that, the, about. The, 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 the so. Jonestown... They also have a separate episode that is the Jonestown's tape because that's one of their oh, early yeah. episodes. And then they're like, we really did not nail it on this first go, so they did it again. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. They're like, we got better research. We're better at doing the show now. So we're going to give this the proper attention it deserves. More respect. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of, and this is in the last podcast network, uh, Someplace Underneath. It is a couple of the ladies that do, it is a true crime podcast, but it is based around people who are like missing persons and they focus on like active cases now that deserve attention that aren't getting attention. So <laughs> it's cool shit. It's really good. Yeah, um, they yeah. do have some jokes, but it's not as a uh, intense on um, the jokes usually as last podcast, mm-hmm. but they have series on the dark and divine feminine, which is uh teal swan. <sighs> uh, there's also, they cover Shelly miscavige and the Institute of basic life principles, which is where, uh, like the Duggards came out of and like, you know, the quiverful, like weirdo. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I so, know a lot of those. Fucking yeah. We, we live in the Bible belt. We know that shit. We're just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. no, it's gross. We're good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I would also like to recommend one. It's a little on the tamer side, mm-hmm. but uh, it's called Chaluminati. 
Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you mentioned him earlier, but it's Jesse Cox mm-hmm. and a couple other people. But they they have done cult episodes in the past, but they also do a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the name specifies chill. Yeah. Like it's a little bit like, yeah, that's fucked up. But uh, yeah. And there's like Illuminati on YouTube. She does like MLMs and also does some cults and yeah. stuff like that. Like her stuff's well researched and well done and. We a rec- good resource. Yeah, we recommended her before, but it's a Lumen N A U G H T Y. Yeah, it's a. It's, <laughs> she's got this avatar that's like a purple pyramid head lady in a sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's chill. And uh, her cloud dog. Yes. Oh, Casper is so cute. So cute. I'm so cute that I hit the filter. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's. I, I'm recommending these because there is a lot of people in the true crime community that just they get into these weird, gross cycles of talking about horrible things that happened, but it's like almost exploitative in itself and they're not really caring about like the people who are involved and were hurt by this and they're just like let's go talk about this dark and fucked up thing and how all these cult leaders were like evil geniuses and i'm like don't make them sound cool yeah because that's how you get more of them they're also just kind of a lot of those shows feel like vultures where they disconnect from the real people that they affect and it's like i tried to watch uh i think it was the new version of unsolved mysteries yeah i think we tried to watch it we got i think we all got drunk and got up to the fourth episode and we were kind of like not digging it and then the fourth episode happened and we're all just like what the fuck they really really were just like taking advantage of like the sorrow of these people that like involved by the murders to where it almost felt like they're trying to make a reality show on yeah. top of these true crime stories. It was gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So any final thoughts we have on cults in the real world? Um, I know we're going to be doing a part two of this where we talk about the actual like vampire cults. Yes. Next episode is going to be our deeper dive into some of the canonical cults of vampire, the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought it was really important to cover these cults before we covered those so that we could parse some sense into how these cults actually work in V5. And give some context for what a cult is and right. what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're just like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This is a good breakdown of like how this will work, how you uh, understanding the steps and how that can work for you in story, right? And also just generally like, hey, some of the things you learn and use at the table do apply to the real world and maybe you can carry those over and keep yourself and your loved ones safe, please. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, we you know like to talk about these things because you can handle it responsibly. Consent. Mm-hmm. In your game. Yes. Hey, I'm just mainly here for people knowing if somebody's like, are you happy? Just be like, nah, I'm good, fam. Fuck off. <laughs> Everybody, I'm just going to watch TikTok. Everybody said all the time. Da, da, da. <laughs> I also, um, I guess it's hard to have final thoughts right mm-hmm. now just because this is part one. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot. Um, but I am really interested to get into the vampire side of things. I know you said there's like, what, three or four fucking additional splat books on top of the base, base cult yeah. of the blood gods. And uh, I mean, there are some cult-like groups pre-V5 mm-hmm. to... Um, I know even in our private game, I'm playing a cult leader before blood cult of the blood gods yeah. came out Yeah, and like, yeah, you proposed the, cause when we started our group game, it was right when the Kickstarter had started. So I didn't have any of the information, but I was like, it's coming. Yeah, sure. You can do this. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. We need to go back and rework it a little yeah. bit with those rules, but it's been fun. Yeah. I started a, a hunt club, like, uh, the most dangerous game. But for supernatural beings. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good times. And we just wrapped it in a libertine, rich people, like, eyes wide shut thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys could, you could do it in a way where you're just like, not, it is going to inherently be exploitative, but it doesn't have to be painfully creepy or horny for no reason. Yeah, I, sp- I specifically set out to make a cult that is financially and physically exploitative, but not sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, I didn't think that would be fun to introduce into our game. Yeah. Like, I didn't think we need an element of, like, oh, yeah, let's go to his sexual assault club. Yeah. So <laughs> let's not. So, like, I'm, I'm not saying NPCs in your club aren't fucking, but, like, that's in the background. And yeah, but it's that's not, not the main part of the plot. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, oh. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it next episode, but there's a lot of things you can do that mm-hmm. I think it's important to keep what we talked about in mind today, but you can get a little sillier a little more fun or just a little less like with it so i think it's just important to know how they work in the real world so you can use that information in a responsible way and a way that's respectful i hate to say it that way because there's yeah people currently right now that are dealing with this shit and i feel like kind of doing uh cult face i don't have a better way to explain it where you're just like oh yeah we're gonna put on silly robes and chant it isn't this dumb how do you end up in these situations you're so stupid is very uh not helpful yeah and also leaves predators wide open to take advantage of people because everyone's like oh yes it is silly isn't it yeah and it's it's kind of like i hinted at earlier with these smaller micro cults but like now it's really hard to get people to out them as a cult and to get people to do anything about it because the cults are becoming indistinguishable from a small business. Mm-hmm. And how do you tell the police like, Hey, this is a cult. And they're like, Oh, that's just a yoga studio. Like, Oh, that's just, just an MLM. They're just selling vitamins. Like, Oh, that's just a gun range. Like it can be any group. You know what I mean? But if you have like some of the most successful cults that I've experienced all have some sort of business as the front end and still exist even if the main uh, cult has shut down because this business is still running and being ran by a lot of the people who are in that cult group. Like mm-hmm. Celestial Teas. I don't know if you... Or Celestial Seasonings. Yeah, it? I don't buy that tea. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah, they're run by a UFO cult. Huh. Yep. <laughs> I think I knew that, actually. <laughs> I think I already knew yeah, that. Yeah, it's surprising information, but now that I'm thinking about it, but I'm you're like, like, no, no, wait, that's, that is right. Yeah. That is right. It makes sense. I believe, yep, yep, those clocks, those clocks. I knew this, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, John, did you want to talk about Oh, yeah. Thing? Yeah. Um, so, we are, um, one of my good roommates, one of my friends, um, has put together a website. Um, that website is supportukrainianartists.org. Um she her, her kind of goal is to create a place that helps you get in contact with artists from Ukraine. A lot of these people have like lost their income. You know, some mm-hmm. of these people, it was their job and now they don't live where they used to live and they don't have their supplies, you know, or or they're they're struggling to make it through. So um, she put together this organization, this website that helps you put get in contact with these people. You should check it out. It's super duper cool. Hell yeah. Um, I got on there actually just a little bit ago to take take a look. Um, she did say to make sure um, everyone knows this isn't a marketplace. You're not going to go there. This isn't like Etsy um, where you can go there and buy a piece of art. It is a way to find these artists that don't really have a way to be found outside of their country. Mm-hmm. Um, get in contact with them and then you can go from there. Some of them do commissions. Some of them will make prints. She was telling me that actually in parts of Ukraine, it's actually 
a better price for the artist to just make original work mm-hmm. other than try to make a print, which is kind of strange Fucked to up. me. Yeah. Well, I would imagine it's hard to access. get to like a printing studio right, right now, have considering access. the war. They don't have access. And even then, from what she was saying, I think yeah. before that, it's still sometimes just mm-hmm. because of where you are in the country, you know? Yeah. So, no, 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 that's valid. Um, please get on there, check it out. Um, we're going to post. Uh, the business card and the links. Um, They're also on the Instagram. Notes. It mm-hmm. looks like at yes. support Ukrainian artists. If you want to go check that shit out. Yeah. Uh, and the website is supportukrainianartists.org. So yeah, no, if you are into tabletop gaming, not just vampire, you could probably hit somebody up for character commissions. I actually was just looking at some of the stuff and yeah, I, I just clicked on one of the artists. Was yeah. Oh gosh, I need to I need to hit up my. I have a group of friends I play Pathfinder with regularly, and they have this Ukrainian artist that they all fucking love, and they do really great detailed work. And they weren't able to get a hold of them for a while at the start of uh, the the war, war. the war, mm-hmm. and uh, they they did make it out safe, and they're good now. But because of the way they had to evacuate, they left their computer and all because they're digital artists. They left all their shit, so Ugh. they had to do like a major fundraiser to like get a drawing tablet and a basic computer to function again. And I'm just like, oh, you, this. That's. <sighs> so yeah, uh, even though it is now technically Pride, hello gays, uh, shit still fucked. So go be a good noodle. Yeah, I, I would um, almost. I would almost say, and if this is your community, you can make your choice. But if you're doing uh, charities and stuff, just keep helping Ukraine. I feel yeah. like everyone's kind of sick of the pride capitalist overtake this year anyway. Yeah, we're you not can, feeling it, Mr. Krabs. You, yeah. can, you can still celebrate in whatever way makes you feel included and wanted and needed. But there are refugees out there and like the bodily um, yeah. issues going down in like Texas and That's- stuff like our charity that just wrapped. Um, so maybe keep those at the front end of it, even if it's just your social media thoughts. Maybe instead of buying the pride collection from Target or Shein, you can just give it to a gay. I'm assuming there's gays on the Ukrainian site. Give it to a Ukrainian gay. They need all the help. If you want, if you want a gold star standard support, find a gay Ukrainian. (laughs) There you go. You get double points. There you go. Feel better about your brunch. Because trust me, the company doesn't give a shit about the gays. Nope. If they could make profit by throwing us in a landfill, they would. Oh my god, did you see the the Target Act Out shirt? Mm-hmm. They didn't actually talk to Act Out. They just made the Silence Equals Death shirt with no tie to the charity. Oh, fuck. That yeah, so fuck. go buy an Act Out shirt. Yeah, not at Target. <laughs> not at Target. Not at Target. Fuck them. Also, did you guys see the fucking uh, die-in that ha- by the trans employees? During the Amazon Pride flag uh, raising ceremony, no. every part of that sentence is the worst thing that's ever come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, Amazon decided to have a like military style flag raising of a giant flag, oh, like a pride uh, flag, of like a yeah pride flag at their headquarters. What and the then fuck? because of everything that's going on in the world, the trans employees decided to stage a die-in under trans flags yeah. underneath this. And it is the worst picture I've ever seen in my life. I'm not judging anyone, I guess, at this point at any level of this at that giant I, megalo con. Anybody? But just like 
the Amazon headquarters and logo on this giant building, and then a like marine boat size gay flag being risen under it and then just people lying under like trans flags like corpses it is one of the most capitalistic nightmare photos i have ever seen in my fucking that is life a, one that sounds like a metal album cover too anybody who knows those activists need to buy them a beer or a spritz or whatever their preferred drink is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm just like, good. I'm glad they did that. Fuck Amazon. Yeah, give them an iron brew. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't have one. Go, go die <laughs> under a flag. I'll go die under go a pretend flag. Pretend to die under a flag, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. So cults, they're not good, and be safe. Yeah. And you know, if you haven't talked to a friend for a while, maybe reach out and go say hey. Right. Mm-hmm. See what's up. Make- and if you're deciding to join a commune, I that's cool and supportive. Hell and yeah. I get it. But if they tell you you can't go hang out with your family, you should probably leave the commune. Mm-hmm. If if your uh, vitamin brand is telling you that you need to get a brand, yeah, like an iron, yeah. like metal brand, yeah, don't. Don't do that. Yeah, if do you that. feel ostracized and uh, you know you don't have a friend group, either uh, join our Discord because one, <laughs> uh, we're very friendly. Two, maybe get a dating app. Like and any we of them? are totally not a cult either. We you are absolutely not a cult. Discord. We have gone out of our way to like ruin our marketability. <laughs> uh, go to your local Monday Night Magic or yeah. free D and D sign up. Yeah. Anything but Warhammer. Just and kidding. Fuck but, Games Workshop, but you know. I mean, some of the local places around here I've seen, which is really cool. They actually have pre-built armies for people who can't afford oh, okay. to play. Okay, that's not so bad. So you can go and hang out, and they'll just tell you some sodas, and you can hang out and learn the game and. Yeah. I mean, they're indoctrinating you into buying overpriced miniatures. But, I mean, you know, yeah, that's sure. better than the alternative, I guess. Yeah. Thank you, Paralyze. They, they are on the band camp, if mm-hmm. you want to check it out. They did our intro song. We are on uh, Twitter at blank underscore bodies. You'll probably see the lore bot there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we have the Instagram at blank bodies pod. If you wish to be part of our interview series, if you're part of the community, you have a project that you think nerds would be interested in helping out with, uh... Do cosplay, actual play, stream games, uh, LARP, uh, if there's an actual vampire. Thank you. Uh, you were staring at me. <laughs> I was expecting you to yell it. I'm sorry. We have a thing. We have a bit. Okay. We have yeah, a bit. Uh, a bit, not hey, a cover story. if there's story. an actual vampire out there, all right, guys? They're right here. Let us know. No. We'd uh, like to talk to you. We are uh, blankbodies at Gmail. We also have a Discord, and we also have a Patreon. If you like us and want to throw us some bucks, Cool. If you throw more bucks at us, you get more goodies. That's kind of how Patreon works. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you buy the ultimate tier, we'll send you a mystery gift. Who blood knows might what be it involved. Might be, in it. Might it, be blood. Uh, it might be an iron brew. Who knows? It won't be an iron. <laughs> it will not be an if iron brew. If we get it here, someone's going to have to donate like a thousand dollars to our Patreon for us to just get it out of your hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume if we find an iron brew, Sarah has already drank it. Fuck off. <laughs> just. <laughs> Uh, I, we also set up a uh, YouTube recently, so we're going to start having stuff posted in there. We got some really cool stuff in the works for that, so keep an eye out there. Um, there are like three episodes up right now, but if you could give us a subscribe or a like on there, that would be super appreciated. Yeah, we, we are in the works of transmuting our lovely voices onto the YouTube. 
Yeah, and we also um, have an itch page now. Uh, so if you look up Blank Bodies on itch, the link's in our uh, link tree. But we've moved all our freebies there, so you're not just digging around root files in a Google Drive now. They're all organized. They are free. Um, still, we're not charging you. You can donate if you want, but you yeah. don't have to. We got to. character sheets. We got some free NPCs. We got some freebie resources for STs. We have reference sheets for like the blood stuff we have our original vampire predator type yes uh so there's all kinds of fun stuff up there as well and we got more coming soon yes soon (laughs) wait what was that predator type called again uh, I think it smelled like Updog. What's Updog? Hey, hey. Predator type. <laughs> uh, we need to we we need to stop dadding. See, I've done the opposite. Whenever someone I've seen someone do the Updog, what's Updog? I was like, oh, that's a Predator type that I wrote for Vampire <laughs> yes. the Masquerade. Yes. Then you posted the link. Yes. Good job, buddy. We are fucking morons. <laughs> Why do you let us do this? We've been on it for a year. End Not quite. Sh- end of the show. June 30th. No, don't. I want our, money. <laughs> June 30th will be our one year anniversary. Oh my God. So we're coming up on it quickly. <laughs> right. Goodbye. 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 Fuck off. Goodbye. 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 Oh. <laughs>